0: There once was a girl named Katie. She was a fucking fancy witch lady. She loved her some Spock. But don't forget the cock. And stay spooky and never be shady. That's Kitty's job. Just kidding. We love y'all. Happy freaking birthday, Katie. From your podcast besties, Donna. And Carrie. You know, a paranormal chicks. So creep it real. And stay spooky. Bye.
1: Hi Katie, it's Dale and I'm here to wish you a very happy birthday. Uh, Kenny asked us if he wanted to say anything or if he wanted to tell you a little spooky story or something. And I thought I'd tell you about somewhere that's very close to where I live. Just in case you want to visit, you know, just saying. Uh, But it's literally five miles from my house and it's a set of man-made caves called Chislehurst Caves. And as you can imagine, big dark holes underground, there's going to be loads of spooky stories. Uh, But basically, they were made just to mine stuff back in the day. Later on, they were used in World War II as shelters and they used to store ammunition and stuff like that and grow mushrooms, which is suspicious. Uh, But they say that a lot of the hauntings there are actually happy hauntings because it was a place that was a place of shelter and community back in the day. So when people passed on, they went back to somewhere they felt safe, especially the children. And apparently that's a lot of the stuff you can hear is just laughing children, you know. Supposed to be happy or whatever, but it sounds pretty horrific to me. But anyway. Um but yeah, it's a really interesting set of caves. It's really uh cool to look up. Loads of rock bands have played there, like Rolling Stones and David Bowie and Jimi Hendrix. Apparently Mick Jagger did loads of paintings in there, but you can't go in there anymore, you know, because they like to spoil all life fun. Um but yeah, I just thought I'd tell you about it. And then you can decide whether you're going to come visit me or not. Come visit me. Anyway, I hope you have a really lovely day. And I hope to speak to you soon. Bye.
2: Happy birthday, Katie. Thank you for being a
0: great witch mother. A wonderful internet friend and bringing us the greatness that is the podcast. Couldn't get through a work day without you and Kenny and your delicious, wonderful rants and laughs and ramblings that I love so much. Have a great golden birthday. All the love to you. Hey Katie, it's Christy. And for your birthday, I wrote you a little poem. There's a place in France where the naked ladies dance. Katie be there, shaking her ass all in the air, cause that bitch just don't care. She is the witch mother, she is the tits. And she's working all her bits. Happy birthday. Nothing fucking rhymes with birthday.
2: Alright, did I get you? Did I surprise you on your birthday? Those were just a few happy birthday wishes from... Uh, a few members of our Haunted Heart family, and I wanted to do one of my own for you, uh, Katie, my best friend, my Halloween, my witch mother. Um, I am so, so thankful uh, to have you as a friend, uh, a best friend at that, uh, and honestly, as a family member. So, I found a little poem that I wanted to read you uh, on your birthday. Uh, This is the lyrics to All Star from Smash Mouth, translated uh, into Aramaic and then back into English. So, this one is for you. There was one who said unto me that the universe was going to cause me to tremble that I am not the Sharda's cutting implement in the storehouse. She had the appearance unto me as a stupid one, with her finger and her thumb, in the frame of a Greek gamma upon her forehead. Behold, the years begin coming, and do not cease from coming. Feed unto the axioms, and I fell upon the earth and ran. It was not acceptable if not to live for the sake of pleasurable things. Your brain increases its wisdom, but your heart increases its stupidity. A great amount to do, a great amount to see. Therefore, there is no difficult problem if we take the streets of the backside. You will not know if you do not go. You will not shine if you do not glow. Happy birthday, babe.
1: Craft. What?
2: What? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to your spooky show, the Haunted Heart Podcast. You are listening to the ghost of my former twenties
0: <laughs>
2: um, today. Um, Kenny in his thirties uh, is not present. It's not, he's not present. No. (laughs) Anymore. That's what I've decided actually.
0: To just go with not being present. Mm -hmm. I think that's like a reverse like resolution. Like that sounds like the opposite of what you should fucking do when people are like, you just need to focus on mindfulness and being present. And you're just like, I'm just going to focus on the opposite of that. The void. mm -mm.
2: I have found that when you try to be present or be helpful, or just be in the moment, usually doesn't turn out that great. <laughs> Other people might have it different doesn't. luck than me, but so for me, just it just skate. doesn't work.
0: I'm going to tell you what I'm going to be doing today is drinking this drink, and I don't want to hear any mouth from any of you, because I'm fasting, and oh. I know you can hear the fucking ice, but you know what? This fucking bullshit-ass seltzer water is the only thing keeping me alive, so...
2: She's literally living off of seltzer water and
0: <laughs> baked tofu squares.
2: And yes, seltzer water, baked tofu squares, and just fucking determination. Man. My
0: overwhelming desire to just live. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. No, I'm doing I'm I'm doing intermittent fasting. Look it up. It's great. It's good stuff. It's also not what this podcast is about.
2: Everyone, yeah. Welcome to Well, I mean, kinda if you think about it. Like we we I'm fast our, where um, you're going. our Netflix and kills.
0: Um, our
2: Patreon. <laughs> yeah. We like to we like to fast.
0: <laughs> hey. Wait, speaking of Patreon though, we got some motherfuckers up in here. Oh, by the way, we never I realized the other day we never like say our names on this podcast
2: that's why i kind of started out the show with my name did i did i did i though i
0: don't know that you said i think you just said like it's the ghost of former kenny but like they, they don't it, know who that is they don't they might not know who that is no if
2: they're brand new they don't know they have no clue
0: acting brand new um yeah that's kenny over there he's Hi. the male voice you'll hear
2: <laughs> uh and uh occasionally
0: and i'm katie and I'm the otherworldly voice that you'll hear. Mm-hmm. On the um, show.
2: And um, listen, you're either going to like it or you're going to hate it. <laughs> That's all I got to say. That's it.
0: You know, <laughs> it's fine.
2: <laughs> uh, now, listen, remember a couple episodes back, our brand was We Talk Different.
0: Was it really? Yeah. Oh, Okay, I mean we kind of do.
2: Oh no, that wasn't on episode. I think that was actually on a. um, Was that just our lives (laughs) bleeds together? No, that was on a um, Patreon exclusive.
0: Yep. Oh, look at that! (laughs) Segwaying into the Patreon section, we have a new family member to welcome, and I'm very excited to welcome her to the fold. For those of you who don't know,
2: when we say family member, we are talking about our patreon we have various tears that you can we have lots of tears um every day trying to start show. <laughs> oh got it but
0: it took me a while but i was like there's not really that many tears kenny <laughs> there's lots of tears katie lots. oh man i just face planted into my mic lots enjoy that later when you're editing oh my god enjoy also these fucking ice i songs. i have
2: no plans to edit absolutely anything
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no but we have a patreon we have content on there that is exclusive for Patreon members. Very exciting. Katie's on there reading Smut. We're reading spooky stories. And then once a month, you get a special like RIP Lounge bonus full-length episode. Full-length. And also full, full girth, because that's really episode. what's important. Am mm-hmm. I
0: right? Am yeah. I right, ladies and gents? hmm Full-length, full girth, free episode. For you
2: Yes So And get have, up on there uh-huh.
0: um, So yeah it's patreon.com slash thehauntedheart if you want to get up in it And I'm trying to get up in this invocation
2: Yes so we like to invoke the names of people who sign on to our Patreon We have candles here that are dressed with all sorts of goodwill and uh, good intentions And just all sorts of good shit that is headed directly your way uh, and today, we are going to invoke the name of Darian B., who has joined our Stay Spooky Squad.
0: Squad?
2: Here's all of this ASMR for you.
0: welcome to the club girl
2: yes your candle will be lit by our sides in the darkness for at least the uh, the length of this episode but always and forever in our dark
0: dark 30 darkness. year old hearts
2: oh fuck you bitch <laughs>
0: Uh, also, I have a little mini shout-out. Um, we did have a Patreon member, um, Sierra M. She um, is not new. She's not new around these parts. She have been around here. All. Uh, <laughs> but she... Did um, make the transition, if you will, from being a Haunted Heart Harem member to being a Stay Spooky Squad member. So we appreciate you stepping up your contribution, Sierra. Um, We really appreciate everybody on the Patreon. We thank you guys so much for supporting us. Um, We joke and shit on the show, but like it still is astounding to us that you guys care enough about the show to... Actually, literally buy into it and help us do what we do and help us grow and do more. Um, and so we're just very, very, very thankful deeply from the bottom of our hearts to all of you. Yes, very well said. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: so before we get started this week, I have a thing.
2: you have a thing?
0: I have a I have a listener email.
2: Oh shit! <laughs> Blow
0: oh. the cobwebs off the old inbox, right? <laughs> no, I do. Um, it's from a couple episodes back. It was from your episode on the Man in Room 1046. Oh,
2: it's so I a couple. Didn't, I didn't catch this.
0: Yes, um, she. It's from Kathy W. I don't know if you want me to say your last name on the show, girl. So I'm not gonna. It's from Kathy W. Kathy with an I. So you know she's fancy. You know what I'm saying? She's a little different than Kathy with a a Y. With a rye? I'm having a stroke. Um, A little different from the other Kathy's you have met, girl. Um, Anyway, Kathy with an I says um, the subject was president hotel. Mm. And to be honest with you, when this first fucking dropped into our inbox, all I saw was President Hotel. And I swear to God, I thought the President Hotel had, like, contacted us and given us that <laughs> cease and desist we've been waiting on. I swear to you, I definitely thought it was them. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. <laughs> How are we going to take that episode down? Um, but no, it wasn't. Imagine my surprise when I open it up to find Kathy with an nice, eyes sweet message inside. And she says, loved the episode. I must try and stay in room 1046 with two exclamation points. Just an FYI, my favorite place to stay in Kansas City and has always been super classy. So it's not like a Roach Motel. It's like a super classy, like it's not a rent by the hour type of place. It's classy for Kathy with an eye.
2: No, if does kathy rent by the hour
0: <laughs> i don't think she does i don't think she does um she signed off with keep awesome
2: oh, no, which that's i awesome. appreciate listen I, I i joke but thank you so much kathy we really <laughs> love,
0: listen i hope, really hope you're not oh, offended. oh god
2: um i really hope you're not offended please take it as a huge compliment jesus this is why uh, they don't
0: email us
2: <laughs> but no thank you for sending that that's awesome yeah Yeah, I also think that a member of one of our um, in our Facebook group actually posted Mm -hmm. that they um, work in the area and have been to the bar. And they also said that it was a really nice place.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We we heard a lot of feedback that it is a very nice place. So uh, President Hotel, if you were listening, um, girl, I'm sorry. You know, we just, just take it and drive her through the mud. We ain't never been to Kansas ain't City. Never been. We don't know. Don't oh, know actually, mm, okay. I can't say it. well, that's gonna be weird now. Um <laughs> <laughs> we might be to Kansas City, be visiting Kansas City at some point in the future. Possibly possibly. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. It's weird. And you know what? He's not gonna add it at all. He's gonna let it be weird. Kansas City, you just sit and wait on me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um. Yes. So, last week was my little birthday episode. It was. Uh, and it was it was like a a cute little moment. I thought you know. I,
0: I mean, here's the thing. I if I could have a podcast that was just us reading creepy I fucking would because creepy yeah. are super fun to me. I love them. I love the concept of them. I love the concept of like a scary story going viral and almost like infecting people. Like, everybody has heard Russian Sleep Experiment. Everybody, if you haven't heard it or read it, look it up. Or read it? What the fuck is going on Reddit? with me today? Right? If you haven't heard it or read it, actually, you I think that was right. That I don't was right, know. Katie. I'm, having, I'm struggling. That was, uh, you know, n- let me just have some self-care. that was right. <laughs> Anyway, um, <clears throat> I love the concept of creepypastas. I think it's very fascinating. Like searching for the, I guess, the universal scares in there. Yeah, that totally. kind of resonate with all of us. Um, so that was super fun.
2: Yeah, I had fun. I yeah, I mean, it was nice. It was chill. I mean, like I like I said, that was kind of like it was also kind of like my birthday gift to me too, because I just didn't want to really like. <laughs>
0: Do anything. Do anything just that week at all. Off, I was going through stories. some things that week. That's all, what it's all about.
2: So I just didn't like want to do anything. Live. Or live. <laughs> um, yeah. And c- come to find out, I still have to. Um, but actually, this will be Katie's birthday episode.
0: It will be. And it's actually coming out on my birthday. So as you listen to... My sound waves getting all up in your ear holes, it is actually my day of birth.
2: And it's also your- Unless you listen
0: on a day that's not the day we fucking release it. In which case, why are you here? I'm kidding. I'm (laughs) kidding. I love you. Stay. Please stay. No,
2: seriously. Please don't. Um, No, but it's also actually your golden birthday. Correct?
0: Motherfucker. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Well, shit. It's
2: your golden birthday.
0: I didn't know that. It is, 28, and I was born on the 28th. God damn, I thought I had already passed
2: that. No, that only happens once in your lifetime, folks. Well, shit,
0: now I'm sad. Now it's like a thing. <laughs> now you've turned it into a thing. I didn't. I was mostly apathetic, you, you to, to do, be honest. And now I'm sad and pensive.
2: We need to get you just an all gold outfit and just 100%. dip you in gold.
0: I mean, I fucking hope that you're like bringing me fucking gold accoutrement for my golden birthday. <laughs> like all you fuckers better I'm gonna get you be lavishing me in gold.
2: Gold. Flaked food. Oh, my like God. I'm just going to eat
0: straight up gold. AU. I'm just going like,
2: to shove a 24-karat bar of gold down your throat.
0: 100%. <laughs> get me a gold vibrator. Get it now. Get it now. I promise you, I will marry the human being who gets me a gold vibrator for my fucking golden birthday. You
2: be careful what you say on air. Because <laughs> I'm going to tell you what. When I go to that fucking P.O.
0: box. And, if <laughs> and I you see get a just, package that's just going. <laughs> yeah wow cool. do they make Hitachi's in gold they should
2: I feel like they probably maybe do. I'll
0: purchase that for myself anyway yeah. I didn't know that I didn't know it was gonna be my golden yeah. birthday well no, i didn't I'm even like realize sad. that was a thing
2: Shit. like I kind of like I didn't even realize it because when I never like I didn't know about that when because mine when you was turned on 20. the 20th yeah when I turned 20 yeah so you didn't know it was thing. I didn't know that was 10 years ago wow I didn't know that I so. could have been like
0: that I could have not known
2: But I had to tell you. Now
0: I'm going to know. And I'm going to be like. I don't know. It's weird. I feel weirdly pensive. Anyway. Whatever. Yeah. It's my fucking birthday. And (laughs) I'm here. Damn. Hopefully at this point on my actual birthday, I'm eating some delicious, delicious noms. Um. But yeah, this is my birthday episode, and I basically told Kenny to fuck off, and I said, I'm going to do what I want, because it's my birthday. So he has no idea what we're about to do for this episode.
2: You did the opposite of what I did. Oh, you did.
0: (laughs) Uh, Kenny was like, it's my birthday. I don't want to do shit um and i was like it's my birthday i'm doing everything that's um, kind of, well that's kind of leo
2: virgo of us though so
0: 100 percent and true virgo form i have completely taken over today kenny has no idea what's about to happen and i'm so excited for that yeah truly yeah truly yeah um so i have a thing that Every year on my birthday, I try to embrace something or do something or um, I try to push some sort of boundary. I try to do something that I've never done before or embrace something new, all in the uh, interest um, and spirit of growth. So for my birthday episode, I wanted to talk about a topic that I've never talked about on the podcast before. And some of you folks who have gone back and listened to earlier episodes may have heard me say on this very show that I would never talk about this topic on this show.
2: Now, I'm... I'm... I don't know. You don't know? I don't know.
0: Was Uh, it early on? Early on, um... I believe I said that I would never talk about it and um, and I'm going to go back on that because I'm a fucking liar. No, <laughs> uh, no I'm going to go back on it in the interest of um, pushing boundaries with myself because as many of you know, and I tell you what I'm going to talk about, you know that this topic deeply unsettles me. It's one of the few things that actually truly scares me. Um which is why I said I wasn't gonna talk about it, but I'm gonna because this podcast is about being scared. True. Very true. Technically about being spooked, but you know. Yeah. So yeah. do you have any idea what I'm gonna do? Alright, so I
2: have a couple of things. So okay. I have a couple of theories. Um uh Kenny's okay, like, let me just throw everything at the wall. Possibly <laughs> see what sticks. A well-known case, I don't know, or well-known somebody. I think
0: it would depend on your circle.
2: <laughs> or UFOs, abduction cases, possibly. But, I, don't, I mean, we would do that anyway, I feel like. So I don't think that would be a
0: huge thing. I don't really know. Abduction cases was correct. Oh, shit! ha So, aliens, the concept of aliens... um. Anything to do with aliens scares the ever living shit out of me. Not from a, not from a ooh, spooky, scary monster like mindset, but from a like interdimensional beings, like we are just such a tiny speck in the known universe or even outside the known universe, right? Mm -hmm. We're such a tiny speck on a tiny rock orbiting a tiny star. And the scale of things as they are is so much bigger than us. Mm -hmm. There's so much outside of us and what we know that it is the concept of that vastness, of that bigness and that unknown um, is just like earth shatteringly terrifying to me yeah just the void itself and not knowing what is out there um is absolutely it's like an existential crisis oh totally like it's it's existential terror
2: like the idea of space is just as terrifying to me as like being alone on the ocean yeah and so when you see movies that are set in space and just the thought of like Getting lost in space and just floating into nothing. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you would die quickly, but still.
0: Or worse, that dark, endless expanse of space being inhabited by creatures you know nothing about who are infinitely more powerful than you. Mm. Or not. Or maybe not more fucking powerful than you. Maybe single-cell fucking like. What is it? Amoebas? Anima? Not amoebas. Animas. Amoebas. That's the one. <laughs> uh, fasting is making me dumber. I I swear to God. <laughs> um, uh, yes, even single cell like amoeba type organisms like existing on some far off planet on the other side of the universe um, is terrifying to me. The concept, and this is actual science, right? This is not a scary story. The universe is constantly expanding scientists have measured that that's actually literally a fact so every second that we are existing as as you listen to this fucking podcast now the universe is expanding and it's just sort of endlessly doing that and so, that's proven in science and that fact fucking terrifying to me oh yeah because like where's it going where's it going to go what happens when it runs out of room
2: i, I feel like is we're-
0: there a concept of room
2: yeah, I I also feel like we're talking about weight gain,
0: <laughs>
2: and I'm just imagining myself or yourself, both of us together, just expanding. Yeah,
0: I've definitely had uh, periods of my life that were, in <laughs> fact, exactly like that. Yeah.
2: Um. um no, but I, yeah, it's just it's it's just a nothing that is growing.
0: Yeah. A yeah. void
2: that. Yeah. It's just growing. How many times have you screamed into the void today?
0: Today? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was gonna say the limit does not exist. Um probably, you know, I had a I had a decent day, so probably only about four times. Oh, okay. My therapist canceled therapy on me today. By the way, I just want to let you know. She literally hit me with a text thirty minutes before therapy and was like, "My alarm just went off." And I was like, "Are you allowed to do that as a therapist?
2: Are you fucking allowed?" Wait, I have not told you this. Are you sure? Like, are you are you doing like this weird split thing on me? Like. Are you where going the therapist is me. And like, are you your own therapist? Is that what's going on? I
0: don't. I genuinely don't think so. But I might have you just kind of drive me over there next week just because I'm, I'm a little I'm
2: worried. i going to go with you uh, next time. There's a
0: lot. Because um, then, you know, not to get too personal, but then she like texted me back and she was like, man, I missed you this morning. Like there was, there was like some issues over the weekend that I really wanted to talk about. Like I think that we're co-therapying maybe each other i don't know
2: know the best
0: thing i don't know leave it to like the ultimate virgo to just like take control of therapy and drive it (laughs) Uh, No, here's
2: how we're gonna fix myself
0: yeah yeah and and here's what we're gonna fix yourself let's talk about your problems
2: (laughs) it's a deflection of talking about mine amazing we're gonna deflect
0: yeah it's good Yeah. My therapist's name is not Amanda. I made up a name, by the way. Oh, okay. She has a really cool name. Anyway, um, enough about that. I love my therapist and um, just need to make sure we aren't the same person. I don't know. She – I mean, she knows the name of the show. She might. Shit. (laughs) If you're out there, I love you, even though you did – (laughs) Rescheduled therapy 30 minutes before the start time
2: of therapy. Abandonment it's fine. We
0: rescheduled. It's It's totally fine. No, I don't have abandonment issues with women. It's fine. That's why I'm just waiting on my wife. (laughs) (laughs) Because I can. uh, Abandonment only comes into play with men. Anyway, um, so. Back to our topic, topic at hand, which is not my ever increasing void within, it is the void without. Uh, so today we are delving into aliens. We are delving into one abduction case in particular that is very interesting. It's not particularly well known. It is well known in uh, in like UFO enthusiast circles, circles. <laughs> um, but it's, it's well
2: known in the crop circles down yes, here. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. Um, But you probably haven't heard of it unless you are a UFO enthusiast, in which case, let me tell you something about Twitter. (laughs) Twitter is not for you to fucking lambast somebody who's trying to create content.
2: I love this fucking, like, hipster, like, you probably don't know this case, but I'm going to talk about it because you don't don't know know about it. it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes, yes, that is what I'm doing. That is what I'm doing. Um. So even, if, but even if you aren't like a super alien enthusiast, like I don't want to like freak anybody out. I'm not going to like, I mean, we're going to go in on it, but this case is interesting just from a couple different angles. So even if you're not into aliens, keep listening. I promise I'm going to give you a good fucking story. Okay. All yeah. right. It's my promise It's going to be you. a happy ending. Okay. Don't at me. All right, so this is the case of the mysterious demise of Todd Sees. S-E-E-S.
2: The demise, okay.
0: So got to acknowledge source material on this because I actually did do quite a bit of research. No brag. Uh, (laughs) Actually, a little bit of a humble brag there. Um, So my primary source for this... um, was the National UFO Reporting Center case briefing on it, um, which the National UFO Reporting Center has a fucking amazing Microsoft Word art logo. <laughs> so just gonna let you know if you want to Google that, it's worth it.
2: I would expect nothing more.
0: It's like the diagonal set big the blue ombre letters, effect. yeah, but blue. Mm, I know, and which like one. there's, yeah, it's good. It's yeah. good. Um, Word art. Also, I consulted a website called the Black Vault. Now nah, there um, we go. Yeah,
2: it's it's pretty good. The Black Vault.
0: It's pretty much exactly what you're expecting it to be. <laughs> um, so I did consult case file number five four eight one four six by Erica Southey. Southey? Southey? Um, so that was a jumping off point for me, so I really appreciated that. Secondary sources include um, the Daily Item Newspaper, the Newspaper of Northumberland County, and the UFO Research Center of Pennsylvania.
2: I have to be careful with that now. I read something about a podcast that got in trouble for that. For what? They had to take down some of their episodes. Not acknowledging of, source material? Uh, Yeah.
0: Fuck yeah! Acknowledge your sources. Uh, Deeply apologizes to every
2: source that we've never known. Listen, listen. We try, and I we try do to, try. Listen, sometimes. Listen, so just yeah. Hi.
0: Look, I'm never presenting to you that I actually. I'm, like I'm honestly though, pitch. unless I
2: unless one of us actually says like these are my words from like. You know, like I wrote this, which I maybe have done like once or twice.
0: Yeah. Well, these are my words, but uh, uh, some of them, some of the words are borrowed. All of the facts are borrowed. (laughs) I did not investigate this case. I did not drive to Pennsylvania and investigate this case. Although, I kind of fucking want to now. I was
2: wondering where you were.
0: (laughs) All right. So, uh, with that said, we will delve into the case. So, the date... Of the event, as it was acknowledged in the case files, is August 4th, 2002. Mm. My humps play softly in the background.
1: Yeah!
0: My lovely lady love. Anyway, I think that Check was around 02, right? Probably. That was maybe later. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. You know? Um, just a side note. Alanis Morissette covered that song, so if you don't know about that, go uh, ahead and Google that. Yes, she did. Fucking My Humps by Alanis Morissette. All right. <clears throat> now we have to put our serious, serious tinfoil hats on. Okay. I, I have, we have mine to on. have to get in the mode. I'm on. Okay. So on August 4th, 2002... 39-year-old Todd Sees, the son of a farmer, little league coach, and father of two, left his home in Northumberland, Pennsylvania, on his four-wheeler at 5 a.m. and traveled approximately 7.8 miles to Lewisburg, Pennsylvania, to scout deer in the nearby forest. According to a statement his father gave the Daily Item, which was Northumberland's newspaper, Todd knew this territory like the back of his hand. According to his family... Seas often went scouting for deer in order to keep apprised on the best hunting spots. And given that deer hunting season in Pennsylvania doesn't start until September 21st, it appears that Seas was getting a jump start on tracking down the best hunting holes for the fall. And just uh, just another humble brag, I'm the one who looked up when deer hunting season starts in PA because I wanted to know if this motherfucker was trying to fucking, like, get some illegal... Illegal pelts in. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you don't hunt deer for pelts. You don't, <laughs> don't hunt deer <dirt> for <laughs> pelts. Legal pelts. Uh, yeah. No, there's so many... If you hang out with people who hunt, there's so many stories of, like, when they... Because these people, they just they just hang out in the woods. Like, they're just in the woods. A mm, lot. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hunting other animals. Just kind of being there. Just kind of being themselves. Um, yeah. All the other things that groups of hunters get up to when they're isolated in the woods away uh, yeah. from their seen wives. i seen that video. Yeah. Um, so if you hang out with hunters, which I have at certain points of my life, everybody has a story about how they accidentally like killed a deer out of season. And they were like, fuck. And then they kind of just like drug it off and waited for like two days and then came back and got it. Or just pretended and forged the dates.
2: But it's deer.
0: Yeah. There, but there's certain seasons that you have to hunt certain animals in. Mm. So like turkey season is from like... I don't fucking know. Like <laughs> November 1st to like no, January it's for, for 1st. Thanksgiving, yep. November uh, but 1st. But I do know that the fucking deer hunting season starts September 21st in Pennsylvania. So you're welcome for that. <clears throat> Got some weird ads on Facebook after that <laughs> information. <laughs> after Googling that. Anywho, so uh, it's August 4th. This motherfucker is early. As a Virgo, I appreciate that. Um, but he is scouting, um, I'm assuming, to get him a good spot for the fall.
2: Mm, okay. Uh,
0: he could also be hunting illegally. Wait, is he, he just
2: waiting for the fall? I'm confused. So, so okay, <laughs> sorry,
0: need to explain hunting. Um, so frequently if you are a hunter and you go out into the woods to kill things, right, you don't just walk out on the first day of deer hunting season. September 21st in Pennsylvania, and sit down with your gun and like wait for the deer to come by and shoot them because deer are like any other animal, right? They are kind of creatures of habit. So there are certain spots where they congregate and the spots aren't always the same from year to year. So scouting, this concept of scouting is going into the woods to kind of like sit around, literally, you just sit around and (laughs) learn the deer's migration patterns so do they gather in this particular meadow is there like are there good sturdy trees that you could put a tree stand in so that you can look down on that meadow so that they're more likely it'll be more likely that you would get a good a good shot lined up basically you don't want to be in the shitty areas so you go and scout for a couple weeks beforehand in order to figure out where you actually want to set up when it is legal for you to start hunting. Oh, okay. Does that make sense? Uh, Yeah, totally. It's kind of like before Macy's has a sale and you walk through and kind of like get a good feel for the merch. Then you come back during the Labor Day sale and you, you know where everything figure is. Figure out what you want before And you hid ends. the cute shit behind the ugly shit so that you can come right back in mm-hmm. the next day and snatch that shit up. Yep. It's exactly like that, but deer, and also guns. Okay. Maybe bows. Anyway, so that's exactly what Todd sees is doing, right? It, we believe that he was out scouting for the best hunting spots to find deer. But there is some suspicion that Todd was hunting something other than deer that day. Something very different. Dick. <laughs> no, he was by himself. It's possible that Todd didn't let on that he was looking into the paranormal for fear that his family would become targets or that they might think he was crazy. See, other residents who lived nearby to this particular area had mentioned strange sightings of unexplained phenomenon or UFOs by name on previous occasions in this area, including on the day of C's death. Regardless uh, of whatever he was looking for, when Todd C's didn't return home by 1230 in the afternoon, his family got worried and went looking for him. Um, Apparently it was very, he had left at 5 a.m. and he didn't go that far, less than eight miles down the road. Um, And when he didn't get back, people started to get concerned. So apparently either some sources reported that he said he would be back by 1230. And that's why people got suspicious. Some sources said that he would go scouting all the time and he was always back before that time. Um, and that's why it was suspicious. But regardless, the family is concerned at 1230 when Todd hasn't shown back up. So his brother, Ty sees uh, wife, Sue sees, and his father, Harold brub sees combed the woods for hours without any sign of Todd, Finally, Todd's 18-year-old son found his abandoned four-wheeler at the west end of the ridge in the area where Todd was supposed to be scouting. That was about two miles from his home. So, they found the four-wheeler and they continued to search for Todd, but continued searching didn't yield any further signs of him. So, the family at this point decided to place some calls to the authorities and get them involved. Since it was pretty hot that day, roughly ninety degrees Fahrenheit, for the folks that listen across the pond, I don't know what the fuck that is in Celsius. <laughs> we don't do uh,
2: we don't do that here.
0: But uh, in PA, it's hot as shit. <laughs> so in early August, mm, yeah. um, so ninety degrees Fahrenheit. Um, it's, it's kind of hot. Some people thought that maybe Todd got dehydrated and had passed out in the woods, so they're kind of racing the clock here because they want to be able to find him, obviously, before he dies in such heat. Um, after searching for hours, the search was called off until the following day when police, firefighters, canine units, and about 200 people, all told, searched for another 36 hours to no avail. Finally, around... 0800 hours, and that was from the case file. I'm embarrassed. (laughs) I'm embarrassed that I read it like that. I'm so embarrassed. At 0800 hours? (laughs) I hate my fucking self. When Uh, I was typing it out, I wrote that and I was like, don't fucking do this.
2: uh, At 8 (laughs) a.m.
0: I changed... I, I like, when I wrote it out, I was like, don't write it this way. Because I was definitely thinking it that way when I was writing these fucking notes. Let me tell you, I was At in the mood.
2: 0800 hours.
0: And I was like, you better change that to 8 a.m. or you're going to say something dumb. And I didn't. And I did say something dumb.
2: No, you didn't. You didn't say anything
0: dumb. It's fine. I'm going to embrace it. Around 0800 hours. It actually gets serious here, though. Uh, on August 6th is when they found Todd. Uh, Upon expanding their search radius to a wider area and using helicopters, authorities spotted a speck of white amidst the forest near a pond at the western base of Montour Ridge, which was about 150 yards from Todd C.'s house, so not very far at all. Um, The area was so dense and thick with vegetation that it took trained searchers over 20 minutes to get to the spot where they found C.'s remains. According to the search team, C's body was intact, and there was no sign of him being bitten or injured in any way. However, Todd was wearing only his underwear, he was emaciated, not bloated, he was white, had an expression of horror on his face.
2: Emaciated?
0: Yes. When he went up the mountain, he was fully dressed: boots, camo vest, hat, socks, and pants. Because, and the reason why he had so many clothes on, um, if you don't spend a lot of time outside, you might not know this. Um, but when you go scouting in areas like this, it is dense vegetation. He is walking through the forest, and you can get a tick, <laughs> honey. And a tick ain't no joke. No, you can get that Rocky Mountain spotted fever.
2: Oh, that Lyme disease! I y'all. had a
0: cousin got bit by a tick, and he can't eat nothing with hooves no more. <laughs> <laughs> that is a literal quote from my life that someone said to me yeah, to my no, fucking face. You gotta face. watch
2: out. You gotta check for ticks.
0: I was like, "How does that happen? Like, you just like, how did the tick like disease differentiate what animals have hooves and which animals don't?" <laughs> I don't like, know. You what? just gotta
2: watch out. Those ticks can get in all sorts of it weird. Just places. sounds like
0: a fucking diet. Mm-hmm. I definitely have had a tick to the groin before. Just letting you know. Oh, on I have left two side. I had one. Right, they go for that. It's a sweet right.
2: On my balls.
0: On your balls? Yes. Oh my God. I don't know. They bit balls. No, mine was like in between where my leg meets my body. It bit your fucking balls. Yeah, no,
2: I've had one. like Shit. Like like, this was when I was younger, but like, yes, right there. Shh. Just right right on the seam. Oh no. (laughs) It was awful. That's awful. It was bad. That's really bad. Oh
0: no. I'm so sorry for you on that one. Man, I thought I had a bad. Nah. Okay. Well, now I'm terrified of that. Um. Anyway, ticks are scary, guys. We should have done an episode on ticks. <laughs> Stay safe.
2: Actually, I thought we did. No, we didn't. No. Okay,
0: continue. That was vampires. Um. So that's why it was unusual that Todd was found only wearing his underwear because. When he had left the house, he was of course fully dressed. He had the jeans, he had the boots on, he had the socks pulled up over the jeans. He had the vest, he had the hat. Like it's it, even though it was fucking hot, you got to protect yourself from ticks. Um,
2: Just straight out of an Eddie Bauer catalog.
0: Yes. So this case is already weird, and there's a couple com- like details that I've mentioned that are already weird, and you may or may not have picked up on them. But this is where it gets even weirder. There are numerous unconfirmed reports that special agents from the FBI or some other federal law enforcement agency were summoned to the site where Todd C.'s remains were found. In fact, reports state that the FBI showed up within 30 minutes after the body was found and took over the investigation. Military-type helicopters hovered over the area, according to some of the local residents, and they actually interviewed some of the farmers and neighbors who lived nearby and many folks had reported seeing an object flying in the sky that didn't make any noise. A few of them reported seeing the object hover over the power lines where the four-wheeler was found. And what looked like to be a beam... That must be a direct quote. What looked like to be a beam of light... Well, well, well it looked like to
2: be a beam. hanging came <laughs> yes. right down was from the quote. center right down there. All the way down. It hit the wood line right there. And I, that's all I saw. And I didn't see nothing else.
0: So they reported that they actually had seen... The beam of light shined down, and they saw a person—a person going up into the object. Of course, I must stress again that this is unconfirmed reports from farmers and fishermen in the area. Nobody did anything, and didn't, didn't say nothing. Apparently not until uh, afterwards.
2: I'm looking down at you, <laughs> you folks. So,
0: yeah, if you see me fucking get lifted into a ship with a fucking beam of light, fucking say something. Please say something. Please call somebody
2: right
0: now well <laughs> i just okay. kind of ain't none of my business you know i'm
2: over here like so
0: i'm just minding my business ain't nothing
2: my business jesus I she was into some weird shit now uh, I the lord it was came and of, took her back i just thought it was some of her her foreplay
0: <laughs> maybe um so uh Two autopsies of C's remains and numerous toxicology reports failed to reveal anything substantial. Uh, No toxins in his body, no visible cuts or bruises. And C's wife was told that she could not have the body for at least six to eight weeks. Whoa. Of course, nobody really knows what the actual condition of Todd C's body was. Outside the reports, because the C's family was curiously never allowed to view the body.
2: But but wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Who found him again?
0: Authorities. Authorities. Authorities found him. And trained search and rescue, you know, retrieval folks cut through the dense vegetation to get there. And then the men in black showed up immediately. Yes. Okay. Well, that men in black is actually like a term, and potentially they were there. But there aren't any confirmed reports of that. We can get into that if you want to a little later. Um, So Let me just bookmark that and we'll come back to it. Bookmark it. There's a lot of bookmarks in this story. Um, So the family, yes, was never allowed to view their body. And why was this? Um, Gary Stephan who was the chief of police for Northumberland County, said that due to his personal connection with Todd Sees, there was no need for his family to go through the experience of seeing his emaciated remains. Mm. James Kelly, the county coroner, examined C's remains on the spot, and his results were inconclusive. And as we said, with no significant external or internal injuries, according to the record, the coroner was completely unable to determine a clear cause of death, and sent for further toxicology testing. A um, couple days later, a boot was found about a mile. A boot. Mile, <laughs> a boot. Uh, couple days later, a boot was found about a mile from the four wheeler, a few uh, at the top of a tree. 75 feet up. I'll Whoa. say that again. They found a boot about a mile from the four-wheeler at the top of a tree 75 feet up in the air. Uh, and that boot was identified as belonging to Todd Seas.
2: Interesting.
0: Reports state that military helicopters were seen in the f- weeks following the event scouring the mountain at least once a day. Sometimes several times a day. Um... Later, reports were gathered from local farmers and fishermen alleging UFO activity, um, and there was actually one one report in particular that we will get into a little bit later um, that was actually filed with the National UFO Reporting Center. Um, eventually, C's body was returned to the family in a sealed casket, and it was strongly suggested that they do not open it. The family acquiesced and C's was buried, sight unseen, by any of his family members. A toxicology report, released months later, suggested cocaine toxicity as the probable cause of C's death. Local police immediately closed the investigation, and nothing further was said about it on the record, despite much chatter within various corners of the internet that Todd C's was undoubtedly the victim of an alien abduction gone wrong.
2: So I just find it hard to believe that they would just not view the body after yeah. having not see it. Yeah. That's what's interesting to me. Like, even if they were like, like we strongly suggest for you to not open this. For me, <laughs> oh, honey, I'm opening it right now in front of you.
0: So there's a couple questions to address. That's one of them. Why was the family never allowed to see the body? Um, But it's not like they
2: were forbidden to, though. It was just suggested Uh, they
0: don't. In UFO circles, strongly suggested is kind of a buzzword that means we sealed this casket, and if you unseal it, you're going to prison. Like, that type of thing. That type of strong suggestion where somebody says, we strongly suggest as they like have their hand on the hilt of their gun (laughs) like on their gun the handle of their gun um so it could have been one of those situations okay um something else that's interesting to me is the initial report confirmed c's body as intact um and then immediately a little bit later refers to it as emaciated Sort of two different connotations there. I would say. Um, Also, how could C's body... You know, he was only gone for... He was only lost for roughly 24 hours, right? So how could his body go from normal living body, right, to completely emaciated in less than 24 hours?
2: Right. That makes me think that, like, he was dried out almost.
0: Yeah. So... Couple things to think about. There is the theory of dehydration. It was ninety degrees that day, Um, so I thought maybe could the heat do this. So I did a little bit of research on the stages of human decomposition, um, and it takes about twenty-four to forty-eight hours for organs to begin to decompose. Yeah, Todd sees was only gone twenty-four hours.
2: Right. He wouldn't even be. No, there's. I don't. I don't think.
0: So. It's unlikely that we could get to a state of complete emaciation in only 24 hours, despite the fact that it was 90 degrees outside. Um, Three to five days after death, the body starts to bloat. Um, So it's not unusual when the police reports describe the body as not bloated. It's not unusual that the body wouldn't be bloated because that actually, you know, it's, a, it's sort of a misunderstanding that people think that bodies left out in heat start bloating immediately. Bodies don't start bloating until about three to five days after death. Um, eight to ten days after death, the body turns from green to red as blood decomposes and the organs in the abdomen accumulate gas. Several weeks after death, nails and teeth fall out, and one month after death, the body starts to liquefy. Um, internal organ decomposition takes between 24 to 72 hours. Um, so it's very unlikely that, that sees would have been totally emaciated from natural decomposition, right? So that is unlikely that that was the case. Then again, is it just an unfortunate word choice in the report? Totally could be. Yeah. Um... It's possible going off of the dehydration theory because I'm kind of kind of I'm gonna go back and forth right um, going off of the dehydration theory it was super hot potentially in the process of dehydrating he removed his clothing because he felt that he couldn't get enough air right that's something that happens a lot of times you'll see people who actually freeze to death do that um, when they're suffering from severe hypothermia they actually feel hot. Because their blood vessels have like expanded and they're they feel hot internally, but they are actually in the final stages of freezing to death. Mm. Um so it's possible that he could have been severely dehydrated and removed his closing his clothing himself, I guess. Um But the boot
2: was found all the way up in the tree. Boot was
0: found in the tree. That is very funny, isn't it? Because why would you throw your boot into a tree? Why would you throw I don't it up? Think
2: he, would you be able to throw it that high up? No,
0: no. not 75 feet. No. Um, other questions. Um, somebody posed the question, a couple actually case researchers had posed the question, if he had a gun on him, why was no mention made of it? Where were the accessories normally taken by a hunter? That, to me, is kind of a bogus question because he, usually, if you're scouting, I've been out scouting before. um, You don't really carry a gun because it's not deer season yet. Deer season didn't open for more than a month in advance. You know, it was August 4th when he was out there. Deer season didn't even start until September 21st. If you see a deer, you can't kill it anyway. There's no reason to take your gun. You might take a hatchet in case you come across a snake. Um, or a knife or something like that, but it's unlikely that he would have carried a gun because it would have just slowed him down hiking around to scout new areas, right? Right. So that one I kind of, like, can debunk on the basis of you don't really carry a gun when you're scouting because he wasn't, again, he was not hunting. He was scouting. Um, And it would have been illegal for him to kill any deer on August 4th in Pennsylvania.
2: Um, That's what they... Uh, say about me at the donut shop? That you're just scouting? He's not hunting, he's
0: scouting. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you might be hunting at the donut shop. <laughs> um, here's another question um, that it, I find particularly interesting, possibly one of the most compelling questions. Um, why didn't any of the canine dogs scent trace either the four wheeler or Todd's tracks?
2: Um, okay, so, so the dogs did so they didn't find him?
0: They didn't. Remember I told you that they didn't find Todd Seas until they got in a helicopter so that they could view the area from above. And oh, that's when they saw a right. speck of white that's in right. this impossibly dense part of the forest. Yeah. That was also near water. That's important. Um but the canine dogs had been searching for hours. Neither one of them picked up the four wheeler or Todd's tracks on foot.
2: Interesting. Okay.
0: So I did a little research. Again.
2: Oh. Right? All right.
0: So I said, okay. Uh, it was really hot outside. Maybe heat could affect dog's ability to smell. Not true. No effect whatsoever. As far as I could find. Um So I thought, okay, maybe the fact that it was a really densely wooded area, they made mention that the area that Todd was found in, in particular, was super dense. Um, So I did a little bit of research on canine dogs and how, you know, that whole process works. And dogs are actually the preferred tool for searching for people in dense underbrush. The canine units wouldn't have, uh, the canine units would have been like the exact tool that they needed to be able to find somebody like that in that sort of situation Mm -hmm. because they're able to track through woods and trees and shit like that and they don't get distracted by all those other smells. Um, However, the canine units couldn't have traced Todd or the four-wheeler if both were lifted into the air and then dropped somewhere.
2: Fair. My... My thought process was actually going to the fact that he didn't have any, he was like, didn't have any of his clothes on other than just.
0: His body would still give off a scent.
2: Yeah, but I wonder if it would hinder that.
0: Mm. Also, where are the clothes? Never recovered. That's what I'm
2: saying. He didn't have clothes, so.
0: Yeah. Well, like
2: any typical, like. Because, you know, like you see in the movies where they have, like, they give you, like, the dog sniffs a, an article of their clothing. Yes. and then... Yeah.
0: So that's actually not true. No? Yes. It's <gasps> not necessary. Um, if you have clothing from what the dog is tracking or from the person that the dog is tracking, that is helpful, but it is not necessary whatsoever. That's not how most canine um, searches begin. They don't have, like, a shirt of the person or anything like that. Because the dog, apparently, these canine dogs are trained to suss out, like, human scent. Period.
2: Mm, okay, cool. Yeah. All right.
0: Um, so something that we learned, right? You're
2: um, you getting it right here.
0: So the only way, basically, unless all of these canine dogs were just like total shit and there were a bunch <laughs> of them out there, um, the only way that they wouldn't have been able to trace Todd anywhere, I mean anywhere, not even any leads, or his four-wheeler is if both of them were lifted into the air, as I said. And that is exactly what brings us back to reports from three nearby farmers and a fisherman on the Susquehanna River nearby at 5.30 on the morning in question when Todd Sees went missing, August 4th. Now, um, they witnessed a disc-shaped UFO, what they called a disc-shaped UFO over Montour Ridge, uh, according to... Um, an anonymously filed report. So it was, we know they're three farmers and a fisherman. We don't know exactly who they were. Um, and they filed this report anonymously at the National UFO Reporting Center. Um, so I'm actually going to read you that report. So, in the interest of acknowledging my sources, I didn't write this fucking part. <laughs> um, the craft was seen uh, on Montour Ridge. On August 4th, 2002, at 530 in the morning by a farmer and also three fishermen on the Susquehanna River. It was at the very top of the mountain on the western end, just hovering above the power lines. The farmer said it appeared out of nowhere. He could see some sparks flying from the tower and dropping to the ground. The whole incident lasted about 10 minutes. Then it got very bright and took off very low heading west. Then it stopped and went straight up, it was gone in seconds. The horses on the farm were very upset and nervous for about 12 hours.
2: Interesting.
0: Yes. So, um. and then there's actually a subscript note from the National UFO Reporting Center that says, we received this report on August 18th, 2002, and posted it on August 28th before we knew anything about the incident involving Mr. C's, We posted it uncertain whether it was a serious report or not, and we later were contacted by other parties who confirmed that Mr. C's indeed had been reported as a missing person, and his body was found approximately 40 hours after he had left his home. So, um, that report comes into the National UFO Reporting Center. They publish it. They have no idea what's going on with Todd C's. Later they find out, and they kind of put two and two together. Um... That report is sort of um, echoed by lots of farmers and fishermen and local people in the area um, that said that they saw, you know, strange things in the sky, some sort of odd um, flying crafts or whatever, um, both before and after sea's disappearance. Okay, yeah. Um, there've been a number of ufologists who have looked into this. Um, there is a radio appearance on September 10th of 2002 by Peter Davenport, um, who's the National UFO Reporting Center director. Um, he appeared on the Jeff Rentz radio program to talk about the report that, um, the National UFO Reporting Center has released, um, on the Todd Seas case. Um, there's also another clip. I was considering playing this for you in this episode, but the audio quality is so bad that I just couldn't put you through it.
2: <laughs> I was wondering what that was while yeah. you were sound check, while we were trying to sound check. I'm like, What it is, is she playing over so there? So
0: bad. Um, Butch Witkowski of the UFO wow. Research Center of PA. Yeah, those Poles. Wow, those Polish people. Um, Butch Witkowski. Butch Witkowski of the um, UFO Research Center of Pennsylvania has a video on YouTube where he does a deep dive on this particular case. And when I tell you that the dairy industry is doing just fine. (laughs) What? After I look at Butch Witkowski, he's he's doing he's doing him. He's doing him a good service.
2: I'm so confused right he now. He just
0: looks like a dairy consuming type of man. You know what I mean? He's oh, like, okay. he, you know, he's, he just looks like he drinks vitamin D milk. You okay. Know? All right. Um, and I respect him for it. He looks like he has milk farts, maybe. Oh, what uh, the fuck? <laughs> anyway. Um, so there's a YouTube video by him. It's like an hour long. It is such a journey
2: and we're going to play that for you
0: right no i'm not going to do that to you you can <laughs> seek that out yourself if you are interested uh it's posted by passion for the paranormal which is great oh, okay uh and it almost has 500 views so there's that um yeah there's a lot of and that's kind of where we leave this case there's not really any resolution here um There's that, like, semi-bogus toxicology report that comes back and says that it was a cocaine overdose. I mean, it took months to get that report back. They had run several toxicology reports, and none of them had showed up with cocaine in the system. So, the fuck? (laughs) um there were a couple different toxicology reports and and then months later we get this one that suggests cocaine toxicity and it's like that seems like a, a fairly obvious thing um so i'm not sure why it would have taken multiple toxicology reports to diagnose that you know what i'm saying
2: yeah that that don't that don't sound right cuz
0: cocaine seems like something we'd be screening for immediately right um neither
2: cocaine in his blood neither has anybody
0: uh really said that he had a cocaine problem that wasn't well yeah i was gonna ask
2: that because like is that i mean did do we know if he had that problem or not like or you know was that known i don't i don't know
0: not according to anything that i could find anywhere um now i do have to say um You know, there's a lot of weirdness about this case that is kind of unresolved. um, That's kind of led to a lot of internet speculation. And the family has said, um, I believe it was his nephew, Todd C's nephew has said um, that he does believe his uncle died of a cocaine overdose. And, um, And, you know, I think it's difficult for the family. If you've lost somebody, you're grieving them, you know, you're... Dealing with having lost that person. And then you have people on the internet who are like spewing that it was a UFO abduction and like not even really considering the fact that somebody died. Right. Todd sees died that day. He Mm -hmm. left his house morning of August 4th. He didn't ever come home again and he had two kids. Right. And he wasn't coaching little league anymore after that. So I think that people in covering this case kind of, which is why I wanted you know, to talk about those details up top that he you know, he had a whole life and a whole family who obviously cared about him because, you know, I mean we see stories all the time where somebody goes missing and people don't start looking for days, right? This guy left his house. Right. This guy left his house at five AM by noon thirty, his wife is like, This motherfucker's supposed to be home. Where is he at?
2: He's at who he fucking that's what she wanted to know. That's what she wanted to know. TBH (laughs)
0: But that tells me, you know, what that tells me is that his family cared about him. They immediately started looking. His family cared about him because they knew him well enough and they knew his routine well enough to know 1230 is too late for him to be out. Yeah, he could be out, but 1230 is too late. Let's start looking. And the people who volunteered, I mean, there was like over 200 people all told. That's a huge amount of people for rural Pennsylvania. I mean, so that tells me that Todd sees was a good guy and that he had friends in the community and that not only his family cared about him and knew him and were invested in him, but the community as a whole cared. Yeah. So I think that, you know, that aspect of it can get lost when you get into these like UFO specific, um, folks who were trying to prove a point, right? Folks who were looking at details of the case and picking it apart so that they can solve their so that they can use it as evidence for their belief in, you their know, agenda. UFOs. Right. You know, they have right. their own yes. thing
2: that they're trying to do, so it 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 only helps them. So I feel like that's why it can get
0: lost. Yeah. Um and then you have the other side who's trying to disprove that, and so they're also using it for their separate agenda, and and we sort of lose those details about Todd and his family, and and what actually, definitely, hundred well, percent was lost. That day. makes
2: it it almost pushes it into the realm of fantasy when you talk about UFOs. So it could almost make it seem less real in some people's minds. Yeah, you know yes. what I mean.
0: Yeah, I think people definitely with that element, people get lost in that. Proving or disproving or whatever. And they forget that a real person died that day. Um, whether it was from cocaine toxicity or dehydration or an alien abduction gone wrong. Um, he's gone. Yeah. Right. And so his family and community are mourning him and probably still mourning him. Um, as far as what I believed happened, I think there's a whole lot of... Look, I know that the UFO reports and stuff are from local farmers and fishermen, and I understand the trope of, like, the local farmer being like, well, I saw that in the sky. And, like, I know that those people aren't necessarily considered most trustworthy, but if you think about it, like, who's up at five in the morning? Farmers. Yeah. Fishermen. Yeah. They wake up fuck-ass early So that they can get out onto the lake or, you know, they can get out in the boat and catch as many fish as they can. Farmers wake up super early so that they can get, um, the fields tended to and get back in before the heat of the day, which is around noon to two. Um, you know, so it's not unreasonable that those people would have been awake at that time of day and that they would have been looking at the sky at that time of day. Um, And there's been a ton of reports of activity too. So I'm sort of inclined to believe that maybe something happened. There's the unanswered questions about why the canine dogs could not track him at all or the four-wheeler. They should Mm -hmm. have been able to track one of those things. There's the whole weird situation that the family was not allowed to see his body. There's the whole situation of him being described as intact and having no obvious bite wounds or injuries that would have caused his death but also looking emaciated
2: and with a look of horror on his face and a look
0: of horror on his face so those details are the things that make me think hmm and then there's that boot right that's found 75 feet up in a tree yeah um personally i would not think it outside the realm of possibility that perhaps he and the four wheeler were lifted. The four wheeler was then discarded as it was not needed, right? How Todd's was this
2: four wheeler found though? Just dropped. Oh, so it was found mm-hmm. dropped. It wasn't found like parked or like
0: no, well, um dropped is my own theory, right? Um there's no description of what condition the four-wheeler was in when it was found. Mm. could be parked and totally fine could be totally beat the hell up. no description. Um, I think either Cs himself was lifted or Cs and the four-wheeler were lifted they were dropped you know because it's possible that he drove his four-wheeler to wherever he was right parked it and then got out and then was lifted right Yeah, or he could be lifted on it and then the four-wheeler could be discarded at a separate location. Um, he could be kept and then maybe something went wrong. And they just discarded him. Yeah. Right? And that's why he's found in this unusual condition of being described as intact and no visible wounds, but emaciated. Like, what's going on there? Because it's not enough time for organs to have decomposed. Yeah. To that point. So... I don't know. It's very suspicious. There's a lot of unanswered questions there, and then the whole like weirdness of like. Immediately you have the suit show up, and immediately the thing is just totally shut down. The family doesn't ever see him. Why was the family not called in to identify him? Right. But there's this like weird cop who's like, "Oh well, we had a close relationship. I tried digging into that and." and tried to kind of figure out, like, did they actually have a close relationship? Were they friends? Couldn't find anything on it. So, I mean, you could really get deep in, you mentioned the Men in Black, um, without getting, because that's like a whole separate thing. If you don't know what the Men in Black are, Last Podcast on the Left did a three-part series on them. It's incredible. Go listen to it. You'll learn everything about the Men in Black. Um, But basically, they are these weird non-human entities that kind of show up whenever there's alien activity and or paranormal activity of any sort doesn't necessarily have to be aliens um but these like sort of weird surreal beings and suits show up and they kind of clamp down on everything um kind of like the movie with Tommy Lee Jones but also less humorous more just blatant fucking surreal horror. Yeah. Um, Some of the men in black stories are absolutely fucking terrifying. (laughs) Um, But there are some reports that those guys showed up um, and you know anytime the men in black show up it's all about like finding out information from local people but also shutting down the fucking story. And that's exactly what we see happening here. So Is that sheriff that, well, he wasn't sheriff. He was chief of police. um, That Gary Steffen guy, like, did he actually know Todd Sees, or did he just say that he did and he could identify him so the family didn't have to?
2: Possibly. Um, Do you think that the family would know about that, though? Like, like. Maybe. If he had a relationship, like, you know what I mean? Because typically, if it's a small town, like, you know, you would know, typically the sheriff's, like, pretty well known. You know what I mean?
0: But usually in those types of cases, even if it's a small town and the sheriff knows the guy and knows what the guy looked like, you still need the family to make an official ID. True. Right? Yeah. Like, I would think you would have to have a family member or next of kin make an official ID. And yeah. that never happens in this case. The family never sees him again. He walks out the door on August 4th at 5 a.m. They never see him again. He gets delivered back to them in a sealed casket and they're told, don't open it. That's weird. That is super fucking weird.
2: If I was a member of, the, yeah, I don't know. It, mm, yeah, it's weird.
0: Any way you slice it, that's weird. I mean, even if you want to stay out of paranormal, which I think that there are definitely some paranormal elements in this case, even if you want to stay out of the paranormal realm, I mean, th- this is weird. This shit could have been a murder. You know what I'm saying? You haven't seen the body. You don't know he doesn't have any wounds. It's in a police report that he doesn't, but fuck.
2: I bet that's just a police report. Like, right, right. That shit can be, you know, falsified.
0: Yes. So... That's kind of where we leave the Seas case. Some people believe that it is an alien abduction gone wrong and that something happened and Todd sees died. um and the aliens just threw him out, which I think is a dick move, by the way. Don't fucking do that. He people cared about him and loved him. Don't fucking do that. Um could be. That he died of dehydration could be that he had a cocaine overdose and he had a cocaine problem that, like, wasn't documented and nobody knew anything about. Could also be that he was fucking murdered by a rando. But the, I think it's kind of up to you having heard the facts to decide what you think happened to Todd C's.
2: Well, since you've asked me what I think happened to Don Yeah.
0: No, I'm curious. I mean, I am curious to know your, I'm kind of speaking generally, um, but I am curious to know your thoughts. I've kind of shared mine. I think, I think there's some definite paranormal elements that can't be ignored there for me.
2: Um, so for me, I don't necessarily believe in UFOs Mm -hmm. or... Any of that stuff, um, but I do believe that something fishy happened with the government. Like, obviously, I believe in government cover-ups and that sort of thing. Um,
0: I love how I, like government- I love how in 2019, when mainstream media is reporting on conspiracy theory murders involving Epstein and all that bullshit. Uh, we can now just say, obviously, I believe in government cover-ups. <laughs> like, like, it's not even a conspiracy theory thing anymore. It's just, like, actually, like, I'm not a fucking idiot. The government is hiding everything from like, us, You're you fucking know? hiding everything. Like, what is, um, wh- what is happening in 2019? Whatever
2: department was in charge of keeping that, like, on the DL is, like, they don't exist anymore. <laughs> It's, like, one person, and he has, like, a social media account. He's so overworked. (laughs) And he's just, you go down to the department, and it's just some, like, millennial, and he's just flipping through his fucking Instagram and Twitter handles. That's That's all it it is.
0: That's it. Mm.
2: Yeah, that's what I believe. Um, No, I think that, because I've read stories um, about, and I'm sure we could, we would probably cover this in a later episode, but stories about, you know, the government and creating these, like, Futuristic, like spacecraft flying, like Mm -hmm. military grade, yeah, super, yeah, yeah, yeah. the super planes or whatever, the black jets or whatever. Um, which I think, I think it's a huge possibility that that's where our, you know, idea of UFOs come from. Like, it's not. I don't necessarily believe that it's the aliens or believe in aliens, but.
0: You believe it's covert military operations. I believe it's
2: covert military operations.
0: Which is an interesting angle that we didn't even get into. Um,
2: And I think that there's a possibility that uh, this unfortunate, you know, uh, gentleman could have maybe just been in the wrong place at the wrong time and an accident happened. And, you know cover ups, gotta you gotta know, Or
0: it's possible that they could be testing some sort of technology. Maybe that beam thing that was reportedly seen is some sort of technology that they were testing at that point to see if it worked, and when they got him up to the ship, they realized
2: it didn't. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's a possibility, too. Um, but I guess, then again, why I guess are you what's... testing it in fucking Pennsylvania? Why aren't you in Area 51?
0: I guess what stops me from getting into that, though... From fully buying into that is I truly believe that the government, you know, if if that happened, let's say they were testing some sort of technology and they pull him up uh, and they realize that it had gone horribly wrong, right, Um, I think they'd just vaporize him. I really don't think we'd have ever found a body. I think he would be one of the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, it may even be thousands, of people who go missing every year that you just never hear anything out of again. I mean there are so that's many people point. in this country and across the world um that just disappear and yeah. they literally are never seen or heard from again.
2: Yeah, I mean that's a fair point. I mean and I think our it,
0: government would not have risked having them find a body that has like weird clues or whatever. I think they'd have just vaporized him and never found but anything. But if they
2: were taking control of it over it anyway, like why I don't know. Like, why wouldn't that just be the end result anyway?
0: I don't know. I don't know. Like, the way you go about well, it. Well, it just seems like an awful lot to leave up to chance that, like, you know, that somebody who is involved with the police is not going to catch a glimpse of that body. That somebody um, in the area is not going to, like... I don't know that somebody involved with the case is not going to see something that they're then going to spread and that you're now going to have, you know, I mean, if honestly, I'm sure that he meant it's obvious looking at the details of the case and how many people came out to search for him and how quickly his family responded to him being gone. It's obvious that his family cared a great deal for him and the community cared a great deal for him. But in the grand scheme of things, as far as the Internet goes, if there had not been a body found. I do not think this case would be as pervasive as it is in UFO, like, ufologist circles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know that if it really were in the control of our government that they would have left that kind of loose end. I, th- I think he would have just been a case where he walked into the woods and you never saw or heard of, from him again. Yeah. And you never knew what happened because um, if there's no body there's no proof. True. And I just don't think our government would allow there to be any shred of proof. Um, if they had if they truly had control over it. But it seems it reads to me as though it, it's a situation that they didn't have control over. You know what I mean? And so they when they show up to start searching for this body, well the body's found, right? And then the suits show up like 30 minutes later. Um, at the point that somebody perhaps realized there was a problem. Then the suits show up and the whole thing gets shut down. So that reads to me as though that's the point where the government gets involved and shuts it all down in an effort to kind of get control of it, which tells me that maybe they didn't have control of it to start with. Fair point. Anyway, I'm sufficiently freaked the fuck out, and uh, I uh, feel targeted. feel like a targeted <laughs> individual right now, just want to say. Uh,
2: Again, that government agent don't come that's listening me. to us right now does not care. <laughs> it's like,
0: girl, bye. <laughs> Post a selfie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Yeah, so that's the case of Todd Seas. We're interested to hear from you guys Um. We encourage you to be very respectful as we talk about this topic, Uh, as I mentioned. um, We certainly don't want to offend any member of the Seas family or uh, any member of the community who knew and or were close to Mr. Seas. We have nothing but respect for him and are very... um, are very... It's just sad. It's just sad. Because any way you slice it at the end of the day, somebody's gone. A family gone. lost. Right, right.
2: A, a member of their
0: own. And, and a community lost tragic. a member of their own. Um, so when you're discussing this, um, you can add us on Twitter, the Haunted Heart Uh, I think it's just at the haunted heart Instagram. We're at the haunted heart podcast on Facebook. You can search the haunted heart podcast and find us. You can join our closed Facebook group, but if you are going to discuss this topic and we want to discuss it with you, just be sure to be respectful and remember that, you know, a lot of people lost somebody that day and that person was important. Um, because I, I have seen a lot of discussion boards where it's just like, totally like that's a non-factor and it's like, come on. Um, You can also email us, uh, we love emails, at thehauntedheartpodcast at gmail.com and let us know what you think happened in this particular case.
2: Mm -hmm. And if you like listening to our bullshit, and you haven't already, make sure to go and tap that ass, honey. Tap that ass on that app. Five stars. Give us five stars.
0: Okay. I was like, What? No. <laughs> I don't want <laughs> Honey, that.
2: give us five stars yes. that will cause our clap our cheeks. Like yes. please. Five yes. times. <laughs>
0: clap, clap, cheeks. Clap clap clap. I'm not letting you do the <laughs> close out speech anymore. <laughs> yeah give us a five star review uh, or rating and if you would please review us we like reviews we like to read them um so shoot us a review if you've been listening um don't be the person who listens to the whole fucking episode the whole way through and then gives us one star or two stars fuck that that's fucked up don't do that <laughs> you listened all the way i know you like something about it um <laughs> find a positive find
2: something Uh, positive please um, we're trying to
0: yeah and then if you uh, are not satisfied with all of the content that you were getting on your feed or you would like more bullshit you can get it at patreon.com slash the haunted heart as we mentioned at the top of the episode you can join we have a number of tiers starting at just a dollar a month to support the show and get access to our patreon page Um, we have all kinds of bonus materials including spooky stories horror smut which is something i'm very excited about and i love reading for you guys and our patrons love it um it's exactly what the bucket sounds like i read a horror themed sexy story and we make fun of it Mm -hmm. a lot uh we also have a bonus full-length episode so get some of that as well and that can be on anything yes on any fucking thing could be on aliens again could be. It'll be another year for our cover of fucking Alien Case because I'm so freaked out. Oh, I'm doing one next week. I feel like anyway. such a target. <laughs> 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 no. Um, I think that's it. I think that's Is it. Is that They're it? They're so
2: sick and fucking tired of listening to us Probably. right now. Probably. They're like, oh God, please just fucking end
1: it.
0: They're end like, it right man, now. I hate episodes when she just They're... screams at us about some, some, something weird that we don't understand. They're it's like, like, like a bad date or just... any date with me. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, fair, fair point.
0: This is how I am like in life, you guys, like if you hit me up on the tender, like I'm not on tender. but if you, if I was on tender, and you hit me up there, it would be this. Yeah. So.
2: And I would be right there as well. That's why. To tell you that you have to
0: stay spooky.